Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? All right, all right. Yeah, I, I want to uh, thank the Coopers for uh, taking us back to the basics and um, reminding us of, uh, you know, Jesus is Lord. And, you know, that, that, that's such a, a, a beautiful statement, not just said, but lived. Um, it's great to be together. And if you're visiting, I want to welcome you to the northeast region of the Garden State Church. And, um, you know, I saw a few uh, visiting faces, uh, Marcel and Jennifer, who uh, were converted here, were married here. Stand on up. They're visiting from the Jacksonville Church. Good to see you guys. And, uh, and then there's a brother here from the Boston Church with big reasons. No, no. We got a brother named Chris who's visiting here. He's friends with Shauna. That's all I'm going to say. No. No, Chris, we had breakfast yesterday. What an amazing brother. Thank you so much for, for being here. And, um, you know, uh, I, I really am, am grateful for um, just our time that we're going to have today. It's, it's exciting uh, what, what God's going to do. Um, you know, if you're on Zoom, good morning. Welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we're, we're in for a treat. You know, one of the things that the Spirit does sometimes is that he puts the same thing on people's minds and you don't know that it's on people's minds until you talk to each other. Well, we uh, were talking uh, and on staff and we were just like, you know, man, wh where do we go here in the beginning of this year? How, what, what, what do we want to talk about? Um, and so uh, we, we talked about why. Why do you do what you do? Why do you pray? Why do you read your Bible? Why do you fellowship? Why do you go and serve other people? And why do you do what you do? And in the early church, in Acts chapter 2, the brothers and sisters were highly motivated. And uh, over the next few weeks, I want to encourage you to read the book of Acts, because that's where we're going to be starting here today. We're going to be doing a series entitled, They Devoted Themselves. You know, I love Chris's challenge. You know, some of us don't even know what the Maplewood Women's Club looked like, or what, what is he talking about? But what I will tell you is that it was filled with people who devoted themselves. And obviously, we got issues and challenges, but it all goes back to our relationship with Jesus. And so over the next few Sundays, today, we're going we're we're to talk about this. They devoted themselves. Now, there's a scripture in Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 21. It says, their leader will be one of their own. 
Their ruler will arise from among them. I will bring him near and he will come close to me. And this is what God is saying to you and I this morning. For who is he who will devote himself to be close to me? God's asking that question all the time. Every day. Who will devote themselves to being close to me? And, uh, and so, like I said, today we're going to talk, and actually we have a few people who are going to come up and share about how they have devoted themselves to being close to God through his word. And then next Sunday, we're going to have a few more shares come and talk about how they've devoted themselves to being close to God through prayer. Then the women's Sunday is going to happen, and it's going to be filled to capacity in this room. All right? So we're going to need a little break. So we'll take a break that Sunday, and then on March 12th, we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about what it means to be devoted to the fellowship. Because sometimes we can get it, you know, a little twisted with what certain things mean. In fact, so we're going to do that. And, and so you're going to learn not only what it is, then we're going to take time in that service and practice fellowship, biblical fellowship. And then the next Sunday after that, March 19th, we're going to talk about what it means to be devoted to the breaking of bread. And so we're going to have one of the teachers and uh, another uh, disciple, you know, teach us. And then someone's going to make it practical. And then we're going to close in that time with taking communion together. But the whole point, they devoted themselves. It was intrinsic motivation. It wasn't because I have to. It's that I get to. And I want to. Because I understand what I have. And so to get us kicked off here this morning, we have one of our teams. Caleb Isaac is going to come up. And he's going to share. And then after Caleb shares... Then our dear sister from our awesome Edge ministry, Luisa Toro, is going to come up and share after him. And then I'm going to kind of wrap up a few thoughts. And then we'll sing a song and be done. Amen? So without further ado, I give you Caleb Isaacs. He's going to come and share. Hey, everyone. My name is Caleb Isaacs here. I'm a junior in high school. And... Uh, I'm going to share with you what staying close to God means to me. Uh, how I stay close to God basically is I try to wake up early in the morning, try to have my own little quiet time. And as a family, actually, later at night, we all have a quiet time together. And we also do, I pray on my own sometimes, but sometimes it's a struggle. Sometimes, you know, have a late night, 
and getting up is really just difficult. So sometimes when I feel when I don't feel like waking up early in the morning, I have to remember to deny myself. Thank you for whoever just shared about denying themselves earlier. It's a really good, really good scripture. Luke 9, 23. It's really helpful. Another thing, hold on a second here. Thanks, guys. Okay. Even if I do miss a quiet time in the morning, I I can also just go out and remember it's not just the the morning's not the only time I have to spend time with God. I can really pursue a relationship with him any time of the day. He's always listening. I can always say a word to him. And also, if I'm feeling a little disconnected to God, I can also talk to disciples that I know, close friends that have maybe been helping me in my Bible study as well, like Ashton. Thank you very much, man. And some of my other some of the other people I've met along the way, some counselors from camp. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. They really just appreciate that. Uh, again, just want to also highlight something that really fits into me right here. Psalm 119, verse 9. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. It says it right there. One thing I do want to stress, though, is that it's not about keeping a streak. It's not about how many quiet times I've had. But it's about, it's important that I do not just have them as a streak, but... Whatever I lose, sorry. No, I'm. Yeah, it's good. It's important that I have them, not for just having them sake, but just this to can maintain a connection with God. And I see actually when I don't have those times, I can really lose lose that connection with Him. I can see it in how I live my life. I just want everyone here to know that it's important to maintain that connection. Thank you. Good morning, church. Caleb, thank you for sharing. I saw you and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so young and, and so um so faithful. That's really encouraging. Um hello, my church family, and welcome again to um our guests. Um my brother Ross was right uh, <laughs> when you were saying how sometimes the spirit um connects us and we all have like the same thoughts. <laughs> so I was thinking about the Coopers when they talked about us being busy and just, you know, feeling like, oh, wait a minute, I need to connect to God. So my sharing has touches on that. So um, I am encouraged and thankful um, today for this time to share with you guys about um, how I stay close to God and um, how I apply the Bible in my life. Um, I excuse me, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I can speak in my life team on Zoom, but in front of a the church is whole different thing, right? <laughs> Bear with me, guys. Um, I remember um a recent midweek service we had, and um my sister Sari was sharing. She was talking about how excited she gets when to dig into God's word. You know, she's like, I get excited. I'm going to learn something new today. <laughs> I remember that was just a couple of weeks back, right? Something like that. Um, and I was like, yes, this. I was like, I could relate. So for me um, to keep excited and keep that zeal um, about digging into God's word, um, I do different things. I use um, different sources. Like um, my brother, JC, he's a disciple. Um, 
he he encouraged me to he likes to download online sermons from our website. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was um encouraging for me. Sometimes I like to read um spiritual books um and just study out the scriptures there. Um and most recently I'm I'm still actually enjoying. We had an amazing World Summit discipleship in Orlando last year. Um, and I attended online. So I got all the classes. They had like 20 classes per day, guys. And so I I actually still digging in there. They said that it was six months, but it's actually still there. Um, so I even like singles jumped into the campus and the, the classes are amazing, guys. So I just kind of mix it up and it keeps me that zeal and that interest to dig in. And oh, I want to learn about this. I want to learn about that, you know? Um, so in order to stay close to God, I need to stay close to his word. That's, that's just the bottom line. I remember um, times um, that I share my faith. And I don't know if you guys ever heard this. Like I heard um, people tell me, um, but I don't know how to apply the Bible to my life. I don't know if you've ever heard that, but this is how I apply, um, how I've learned to apply God's word in my life. I'm going to share with you a small um, this ex excerpt from one of my Bible studies um, that I started last year. I was studying out, and I'm still studying out, self-discipline. Um, I want to share the scripture in Luke um, chapter 10, if you guys want to read along with me. Um <laughs> Thank you, guys. Uh, Luke 10, verses 38 to 42. It says, as Jesus and his disciples, they were on their way. And he came to a village where a woman named Martha, she opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said but Martha, she was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all this work? Tell her to help me. <laughs> but the Lord answered, you are worried and you're upset about many things, but few, few things are needed. Or indeed, only one. He said, Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. I love the scripture. It's, this is a powerful scripture for me. It's like, it, it, I, I think, am I worried about a lot of things? Because in this scripture, God is, um, Jesus is telling us that we, there's only few things needed. Indeed, the only one to be at his feet, right? But I also see um, Jesus's character here. Because he says, he starts first and he says, only few things are needed. But then he, then he actually goes, he goes, actually, you only need one. You know what I mean? It's like you see his character come up. It's like he's always correcting himself. He doesn't need to. He's perfect, right? But I just love his character, how he's like, actually, you, only a few things are needed. But actually, you just need one. You just need to be at my feet. So I just love that because I get to see a little bit of Jesus' character now. <laughs> anyway, so for um, all of these things in my head that keep me busy, right? And I think that I think I need, right? I fill up my head. I need to do this. I need to do that, right? 
I don't know. Can anyone relate? <laughs> so in my Bible study of self-discipline, um, I learned that to do what is most important in the first part of my day so that as, as my day, as I go through my day, if I do get distracted, I already did what was most important to me, which was connecting with God, whether it's, you know, after that, you know, whatever, but you don't allow distraction by getting done first, the thing that's most important to you. So also this scripture inspires me um, to stop worrying and being busy, but focus on God's word and, and he's got it from there. God's got it, right? And, and he knows exactly what we all need. Amen. So I'm going to close, guys. Um, and I answer the question, how do I stay close to God? And my answer is with my Bible. And how have I applied the Bible? So how do I apply this scripture, right? This story of Martha and Mary, how do I apply that to my life? I apply it by intentional living, right? Intentional living. I am being intentional to spend time in the scriptures. I am being intentional to pray. I am being intentional to reach out and pray with others. I am being intentional to encourage others. So I apply this scripture in my life by doing my best to not be distracted like Martha, right? But instead, I'm intentional and in seeking Jesus because he's my savior. And that's what I mostly need in my life. So thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks for this time again for sharing. All right. I told you that was a treat, right? Let's give it up for Caleb and Louisa again. Guys, thank you so much for sharing those thoughts. I want to ask you to turn your Bibles to Psalms 25. I want to share one, 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 one thought here to kind of pull this together. And um, our God does not leave us without help and direction. And, you know, we all... We all have weaknesses, right? It could be weaknesses in our character, weaknesses in our faith, weaknesses with, with our finances, our purity, uh, weaknesses with just ourselves. You know, we get impatient with us and we beat down and, oh, I did it again. And because we're, you know, trying to be perfect. Understanding that we have weaknesses. Understanding some of us go up and down with our Bible studies because of how we feel. Something happens and we get thrown off. You know, and so learning how to face and deal with our weaknesses is super encouraging when you remember that our God promises Okay, he didn't say, I'll try. I promise to guide you. 
Are you with me? See, and when we are walking with God and when we're close to God and we are facing whatever life brings our way, we know our Father in heaven wants to guide us in whatever that situation is. Listen to David's words, Psalms 25. This is the uh, amplified version. And it's verse two, uh, verse five through seven. You can't say it, see it, but anyway. Chapter 25, trust me on that. Amplified version, he says, Oh my God, in you I have unwavering trust and I rely on you with steadfast confidence. Do not let me be ashamed or my hope in you be disappointed. Do not let my enemies triumph over me. Verse 5. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you and only you, I wait expectantly all the day long. Remember, O oh Lord, your tender compassion, your loving kindness, for they have been from of old. Verse 7. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your loving kindness, remember me for your goodness sake, O Lord. Skip down to verse 10. All the paths of the Lord are loving kindness and goodness and truth and faithfulness to those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. Verse 16. Turn to me, Lord, and be gracious to me, for I am alone and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are multiplied. Bring me out of my distresses. Look upon my affliction and my trouble and forgive me all my sins. Verse 20. Guard my soul and rescue me. Do not let me be ashamed or disappointed, for I have taken refuge in you. You know, whether you're dealing with whatever that challenge might be in your life, God has something to say to us about everything. God not only has something to say to us, God has a way to guide us to where he wants us to go so that we can be like his son or that we can be overcomers. Isn't it amazing that God doesn't abandon us or leave us alone when we feel distressed or afflicted? In fact, the more we admit, hear me this, hear this, the more we admit we uh, or admit how weak we feel, the more we will see God for who he really is. But if you think I'm not that bad, I, you know, I've been pretty consistent. I've learned consistency. You know what I'm saying? Then our 
tendency to depend on him just shrinks. One of the things about this passage is that the psalmist, who was David, goes on and he says, this is who God is. He says, God is loving. God is kind. God is faithful. God is gracious. God is tender and compassionate. See, when we have to deal with whatever it is that we may be feeling, when we see ourselves and our hearts and those ugly parts, you got to remember who God is. He's not saying, yeah, that's right. No. He's saying, hey, that's why I'm here. I'm here to help you. I'm here to guide you. But you know what's funny about us as Christians? We want to look good. We want to act like it's all good. And you know it ain't. And I know that wasn't proper English. But the reality is, the closer I get to God, boy, the more sinful I really see how I am. Right? And if you're married, ching, ching, you really get an opportunity. And then if you got kids, ching, 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 you get to see the selfishness, right? Hey, but you know, it's funny. Sometimes if we're not married, man, we, we really don't see it. And we need kind of relationships to help us out because we're in our world. But the point is, God provides grace, and you and I can trust him because we know and believe who he really is. Are you with me? You know, sometimes in our pain, sometimes in our weakness, you know, it's easy to feel like, God, where are you? You know, do you care about what I'm dealing with? Do, do you see what's happening here? And, you know, I love uh, what, um, you know, Caleb talked about having friends, right? Chris talked about, you know, going to a brother's house while he was eating dinner with his family. But that's the point. We aren't in this alone. And if you are acting in that way, why? God's put people around you for that very reason. I want to say something to the young people here. You need the, you know, 25 and up. You need the 50-year-old like Chris talked about. You need those folks because they've been there, done that, been back there, went around the corner and did it again. And here you are trying to figure it out. I'm with you. Got to grow up. Got to be autonomous. 
but realize the resources around you. You got issues in your purity? You got issues in your finances? Don't do it and leave it alone. Don't try to just deal with it on your own. Wave the flag. I need help with this area in my life. I am so grateful that that's what has happened in my life. I'm telling you, I wish everybody had similar experiences that I've had growing up in this church. Great examples. Some things, I don't want to imitate that. Some things, oh, I, I want that all the time. Some things, oh boy, I wish I could be like that. But it's the attitude. We're not in this all alone. But we need each other. And see, young people, you, you already know the old people need you. All you do is pull the phone out, talk about an app, talk about a, you know, and it's like, don't, don't, don't be disrespectful to your elders because they don't know what IG means or the real, you, you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't, don't go there. See, God's given us the scriptures to help us, just like we heard today. And so there's not one area in our lives that God doesn't want to help us. But see, when we have a painful truth or reality to face about how weak or helpless we feel, God provides the grace so that we can trust him because we know him and we believe who he really is. I'm going to tell you, God is teaching me self-control. He's teaching me you always have a choice, no matter what somebody says, no matter what somebody does. You know, it's funny because that's easy to do when you don't really know people. But boy, in your own household, where the people know you very well and you know them very well, keeping it together, okay? Don't, don't say that. You may think it. Don't say it. <laughs> and I say that because I realize, man, it's, you, you, at home, you're comfortable. At home, that, that's kind of who you really, really are in sin. We get out in the world, and we know how to put the filter on, and we know how to do. Man, I would love to just be that way all the time. That no matter what comes, but I understand that I always have a choice. But sometimes the emotions get going and I don't choose the right thing. And I get impatient. See, you can look at whatever it is in your life and not be discouraged. But no, God has a way that God wants to guide us. And remembering God's qualities are so important so that we don't have this distorted view based on our performance or our consistency, but it's based on him and who he is. Now, I want you to think about something here real quick. The God promises to guide us, but here's two questions I want you to think about. What emotions distort your view of God? See, what emotions distort your view of God. 
Is it guilt? Is it fear? You know, is it just um, faithlessness, you know? But then the other thing is this. What scriptures can you save or can you go to to remind you of God's qualities and God's promises? Just the other day, I've been, I've been dwelling on 1 Corinthians 10, 13. And as a young Christian, that was all about purity, you know, and I don't, you know, I don't want to be tempted to want out beer, but I kind of missed the point of the scripture. In the middle, it says, you know, no one has been tempted beyond what God has, uh, has um, no one. All right, let's see. Um, no temptation <laughs> has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. For years, I was just focusing on the other part. But the main part is God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you're tempted, he's going to provide a way out. But if you don't rely on God and you don't know God, you don't experience that victory. Are you with me? See, what scriptures can you say to remind you of God's qualities and his promises see we need that that's why we need each other that's why you can't be a loner you can but you're not going to have a very satisfying christian experience it's so much better staying connected you know the biggest reason we face trials and truths in our lives is so that we can grow closer to god we can trust that God will lift us up out of the pit we find ourselves in and guide us to his truth. The promises he gives us in the Bible can correct any negative thinking, any negative thoughts that we might have about him or even ourselves and remind us of his kindness, his love, his compassion. With a God like that guiding us, we can face whatever truths about ourselves regularly because we know that he will lead us toward his good plan for our lives. So this morning, as we wrap this I want to encourage you to remember <clears throat> God promises to guide us. Let's follow him. Amen? All right, let's pray. And then singers are going to come up and we're going to close out. Father, thank you for this time today. Thank you for uh, to, to, to hear examples of being devoted to your word. Thank you for Louisa. Thank you for Caleb. God, we ask that you would just continue to help us go to you. It is so easy to go to people, so easy to go to, you know, what's familiar in some ways, but going to you and being reminded of what you say 
God, that help that be who we are. As we do and, and, and walk through this series, I pray that the motivation they devoted themselves increases. Our desire to simply be close to you grows each and every day. Thank you again for all that you're doing, Lord. Continue to help us desire to be close to you and not just desire, but intentionally make decisions to be as close to you as we possibly can. It's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen.